every now and then, um, uh, as I'm reading or, or, or listening or thinking, I come across a thought, um, which is kind of an interesting thought, and then I just kind of have a way of taking off on it. Um, if you if you ever around preachers much, <clears throat> if you ever sit around Tony a whole lot, um, you'll know that when uh, a preacher is preaching, preachers will be digging through their Bibles and just flipping pages, and you'll think they're not paying attention, but they're they're chasing a thought. Uh, and, and so last week I, I got to I got to really listen to your message again this morning coming to church because kind of got off on a thought last week, and I headed in that direction. But I will say to you this, and I mean this with all my heart, if the Holy Spirit during a message leads you in a direction, go with Him. Because He's trying to teach you something, okay? And then, and then He'll bring you back. But it's just kind of cool when those kind of things happen. Uh, I want to talk to you this morning about only a virgin will do. I, I know it's Christmas. I know that we're... You know, you expect a, a message on the virgin birth, but this one's a little different, okay? And I'm going to give you kind of a history lesson up front as we go through, and you'll be going, well, where, where is he going with this? But it will make a lot of sense uh, when it's over. I start in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14, uh, but I really want to move up to verse 10 and just read that to you, and then you can be looking up uh, the book of Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 as well. But, but, but listen to this. Uh, Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Make it either as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. He has just told Ahaz, uh, put me to the test. Just just anything you want. What, what is it? What is it? What's the sign that you're looking for? Now, all of us would have said, well, give me millions or raise the dead, which he, he will do later. But, but what's this? Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Make it either as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. And Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I tempt the Lord. Then he said, Hear now, O house of David. Is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will you weary my God also? Now here it is. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Of all of the signs he could have asked for. And he just kind of hands it back into the Lord's hands. And it's like, well, you know what? You, you give us a sign. Here's what he said. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Now, if you, if you have in your Bible the... The, the qualifier of the virgin, the word the in front of it, if you will to circle that, because he's not talking about just any virgin. Any virgin. There's a specific, this points to one specific virgin, the virgin, not a virgin, the virgin, okay? And it makes a big difference when you look at it that way because he is pointing to one specific virgin. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son... And shall call his name Emmanuel. Okay? Now Matthew 1.23. A virgin shall be with child. Alright, that's the sign. And will bear a son. It's important. That's important there. 
And they will call his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. God with us. Now, let me just give you a, a little history as we go along. We're going to be flipping through our Bibles like crazy this morning, okay? And, and you don't have to turn to all of them. But um, I want you to follow along with me. Just hang with me because we're going to end up somewhere. But I began thinking about this miraculous sign, this, this virgin birth. And then I began to think about all of the things that God has done in the life of, of women, um, in particular as it deals with the uh, birth of their children. And, and it became very evident really quick that in the Bible, especially the Old Testament part, God brought forth life out of deadness in the barren wombs of some women. So I just want to share some of those with you this morning. The first one is Abraham and Sarah. It's found over in the book of Genesis, Genesis 11, Genesis 18, Genesis 21. We'll flip to some of those. But I want you to see, first of all, in Genesis chapter 11, verse 30. But Sarah was barren, and she had no child. Okay? Abraham has been called out of his country. He has been called to a new country. All of a sudden, along the way, the Bible just makes a statement out of obscurity, and it says Sarai, which is really before she became Sarah. Sari, Sarai is without child. She was barren. Then you remember in chapter 18 of the book of Genesis, the angels come, and they're speaking to Abraham, and they say to him, where is Sarah, your wife? Sarah, Sarah, your wife. And he said, there in the tent. One of them said, I will certainly return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now, that doesn't seem miraculous until you understand that Sarah was probably 90 years old at this time. Abraham is probably 100 years old. And now they're going to have a child. Sarah laughs, obviously. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, just think about that for a minute. Who wouldn't laugh? And so she does. And the angel says to them again, At the appointed time I will return to you at this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Kind of interesting. There's a promise, okay? Now, I'm going to flip over to chapter 21 just for a moment. And look at this. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. God kept his promise, right? Now look at this. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age. At the set time that God had spoken to him, Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore, Isaac. So Isaac is born from a barren womb. But if you turn over to the 25th chapter, you have the story of Isaac and Rebekah. And look at chapter 25, verse 21. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife. Because she was what? Barren. 
And the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Ah, but she was having twins. Leanne. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? And she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples will be separated from your body. One people will be stronger than the other, and the older will serve the younger. So you have in the book of Genesis this story of a man who was barren, and his wife conceived at 90 years of age. His son, Isaac, and his wife, Rebekah, were barren. And God granted them a child. And then, in the midst of all this, this younger, this older that is serving the younger, we are pointed to Jacob. Pointed to Jacob. Now, turn over again to Genesis chapter 29. Y'all just... Y'all just didn't know you were going to get into all this this morning, did you? So, you have Jacob, who now is the chosen son. Out of the two, Jacob is the one that's been prophesied that's going to be greater than the older one. And the only reason he's older is because Esau came out first. You remember Jacob was hanging on to his heel as they came out. What a story, you know. Now, look at this. Jacob, you remember, got himself into a problem and wound up marrying two women. He really loved one. But this man, Jacob, the schemer, was schemed into marrying somebody different. And so he worked, what was it, 14 more years, and he was able to marry Rachel, this this woman that he loved dearly. Then in verse 31, the Lord saw that Leah was unloved. She was the scorned wife. And God, he, God opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. Now look at chapter 30, just over a page. And look at the second part of the last part of verse 30 and verse 1. This is Rachel saying to Jacob, Give me children or I will die. Jacob became angry with Rachel and said, Am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of your womb? It's important. God has withheld from you the fruit of your womb. Okay? Y'all with me so far? Now, look down in verse 22. Then God remembered Rachel. And God listened to her, and he opened her womb, and she conceived and gave birth to a son, and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph. Hang with me. It's important. Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Now, turn over to the book of Judges just for a moment. Let me show you another one. In the book of Judges chapter 13. 
and I think it's verse maybe 2. Then a certain man from Zorah, from the tribe of Dan, his name was Manoah. His wife was barren and had borne no children. The angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, you are infertile. Indeed, you are barren and have borne no children. Yet you will conceive and bear a son. Now be careful. And then she goes, you know who was born from this woman who's not mentioned? Samson. Samson. So who do we have now? We have Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Samson. Now, just a little bit more, look at the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth. And I want to show you, I think, let's just go to chapter 4, because I'm going to save a little time here. Ruth, you know, remember, was a widowed woman who was eventually brought into the family, and now she has been given favor And God has given her a child. And the child's name is Obed. Now that may not mean a whole lot to you. But Obed became the father of Jesse. Jesse became the father of David. So follow with me. Isaac. Jacob. Joseph. Samson, David. All right? So, Gary, why are you doing all this? I'll tell you in a minute. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, chapter 1. Look at verse 2. This man, by the name of Elkanah, has two wives. One's name was Hannah. The name of the second was Penaniah. Now, Penaniah had children, but Anna had no children. Hannah is barren. Now, look over in verse 20 of that same chapter. And it came to pass that Hannah conceived. Here's a, a woman whose womb is barren. And now, because of the favor of God, she has been able to conceive, and she bears a son. And she calls his name what? Samuel. So who do we have here? All of a sudden, this picture is beginning to emerge. Now, let's just go for a moment to the book of Luke. Those are Old Testament women that are barren. Now we come to the book of Luke. And then the book of Luke chapter 1, look at verse 7. But they had no child. Who who are they talking about here? They're talking about Zechariah and Elizabeth. But they had no child. Because Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well advanced in years. Okay? Now look at verse 36. Listen. 
the angel speaking to Mary. Listen, your cousin Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. All right. Y'all good so far? All right, look at verse 57. Now, Elizabeth's time had come to give birth, and she gave birth to a son. All right, now look at the last part of verse 60. He shall be called John. John the Baptist, born from a barren womb. Now, Gary, why did you do that? Why why, why did you go to all that? Because here's what I want you to do. I want you this morning to understand with me that there was an Old Testament understanding about what barrenness really was. If you were to turn to the book of Psalm, if you want to just turn there, Psalm 127, listen to this. The Old Testament understanding of barrenness. There's a positive note here. Look beginning in verse 3. Of Psalm 127. Look, children are a gift from the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is a reward. As arrows in the hand of a mighty warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. He shall not be ashamed when he speaks with the enemies at the gate. Okay? Now, contrary to us, The Jewish people knew the Psalms. They could probably quote most of them. So all of a sudden, they are reading and hearing that children are a gift from the Lord. Here is the negative part of that. Okay? Now, you're going to have to go back over to Genesis just for a minute, chapter 20. I hope you're just hanging with me this morning because this is some good stuff. Genesis chapter 20. Because there is a a negative aspect to the thinking of Jewish people when it came to this matter of barrenness. Okay? Chapter 20, verse 18. I almost read 21, 18 to you. Genesis chapter 20 and verse 18. Y'all are on it, I'm not. So, so what's happened here? What's happened here is Abraham has lied about his wife Sarah. And there's a king by the name of Abimelech who is going to take Sarah pretty much as his wife. And, and, and Abraham lied about it because you know, the fact of the matter is, is she kind of was his sister. He told a half-truth. They had the same daddy. They didn't have the same mama. Okay? Uh, and, and you say, well, well, that's kind of weird. Well, that's just what they did in those days. I mean, it was. It not, not, wasn't taboo kind of like it is now. It, it was all about keeping the bloodline pure and staying pure. And, and it had a whole lot to do with just ancestry more than anything. So, anyway, this, this um, Abimelech finds out that... Um, Abraham has lied to him, and so he confronts Abraham with it. And he said, listen, you almost, you, you, you almost destroyed a whole nation by one little lie. Now, 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 look at this in verse 18. For the Lord 
had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. There was an understanding or feeling in Old Testament thought that a barren womb was a curse from God. Y'all with me? They just believed that because they weren't able to have children, God was cursing them. Do you remember when Sarah was not able to have children and how those people mocked and laughed at them? Even to the point, ladies and gentlemen, that Sarah gave her handmaid to Abraham to have a child. She embraced that child as her own, but it didn't do anything but create problems till this day. And so there is this misunderstanding. Now, Gary, why is all of this so important? Well, let me just give you this one. You know this one. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your offspring and her offspring. Who's he talking to? Satan. Do you remember? We've been studying through the book of Revelation. God's offspring, Jesus. Satan's offspring, the Antichrist. You remember even in the last book of the Bible how they are in constant conflict with one another? From the very beginning, God said, listen, there's going to be somebody that's going to come along. He is going to be the offspring of woman. You are going to bruise his head, but he is going to stomp your... He's going to bruise your heel, but you're going to stomp on his head. Okay? Y'all with me so far? This is all important because God from the very beginning promised a deliverer, promised a Messiah. Why a son? Because he uses the pronoun he. It's important. You read over there, chapter 3, verse 15, and he will, and she will have a son. A he. So it had to be a son. Okay, it's important it had to be a son. Not that, not that the Bible is diminishing women at this point at all. But the fact of the matter is, this had to be a male child. Every one of these births and the barren wounds we talked about were all men. All males, right? Okay, I'm, I'm going to make a point here in just a minute. Here's why. Because of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. There is pretty much a universal thought that every Jewish woman's desire was to be the mother of the promised Messiah. And if that woman was barren, then her dreams and aspirations, if you want to call it that, could not come true. Now think about that for a minute. They... We're talking about Jewish thought here, okay? We're not talking about we're not talking about things with Western culture. We're thinking we're talking about Jewish thought. All the women who were barren believed that there was no chance whatsoever of them being able to birth the Messiah. Now, listen to me very carefully. I've read it. I've sat down. I read it all yesterday. And I just want to say this, because there are a lot of women, and maybe even some of you here in this church, that cannot have children. 
Can I just say to you, you are not cursed. You're not cursed of God. Can I just say this to y'all? I I, I want you to get this straight. Old Testament truth is truth. New Testament truth is truth. There's an old covenant, there's a new covenant. You cannot take some of the Old Testament teaching, Jewish teaching, specifically for Jewish teaching, and, and make that fit into the new covenant. The Old Covenant is about a specific people and a specific land. Okay? Israel and the Jews. The New Testament, yes, is about a specific people and a specific place, but it is spiritual in nature. Old Testament truth was about a physical land. It was about physical people, people with names and faces. And it was about God's promise to them as a people and God's promise to them in this matter of the land that he was giving them. But I'm going to tell you something. The New Testament, ladies and gentlemen, is about a specific people too. It's called the bride of Christ. And it's not talking about a physical land. It's talking about a new land. A land flowing with milk and honey. A land of promise. Okay? So so what I'm saying is you can't take this idea that these Jewish women had that they were cursed because they didn't have any children and make application of that to us today because it just don't fit. I told you I have read it all. There is not one woman on here that I mentioned that there's anything said about her that she did anything for God to curse her with a barren womb. But God was doing something. God was doing something. There were three patriarchs born. There was a judge. There was an ancestor of King David. There was one prophet. There was one forerunner. God keeping his promise to the nation of Israel as it dealt with these women with these barren wombs. Why did God do that? Here it is. God was asking these couples if their anguish and pain and sterility is an unsurmountable barrier to God accomplishing His plan. Do you think a barren womb, you think God sat up there in heaven and said, well, the women are barren, so so I'm not going to be able to work my plan out. Here's the fact of the matter, ladies and gentlemen. God was saying to these Jewish people, I can do anything. I can do what I want to do. I spoke and stuff came out of nothing. This is not too hard for me. So there is this promise. This, is barrenness a threat to God's power? God did it this way for a testimony for His name and His glory. And the plan... And the purpose of God. There was a promise of another deliverer. The ultimate deliverer. All the, listen, all the other deliveries were mere men. 
who had their faults and their weaknesses. That kind of deliverer would not do for the task that God had at hand. It, a barren womb would not have been sufficient for the promise of God in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. It took a virgin womb. So God didn't prepare a barren womb. He prepared a virgin womb. It was a delivery that must be unique. A deliverer who had to be different, totally different from all the others that are mentioned. It had to be, he had to be a deliverer who was perfect and without sin. He must be unique because this deliverer would be the one that God would use to deal with the sin problem once and for all. This deliverer had to be different. The barren womb wouldn't do. A different kind of womb was needed. And because of that, this was not a normal conception. Yes, Abraham and Sarah did have Isaac by natural means. One man, one woman to have this child. But God just kind of broke that cycle. Because a mere man and a mere woman wouldn't do. You say, well, Gary, does it make a difference whether she was a virgin or not? I'm telling you something. If she was not a virgin, we're all doomed to go to hell. That, that will happen. A barren womb wouldn't do. A different kind of womb was needed. It wasn't a normal conception because God himself was the father. The other births were miraculous. They were. They were miraculous. But this is something entirely different. This is something unique. This is, this is a one-of-a-kind uh, experience that, number one, had never happened before, and number two, would never happen again. You see, because there are some people here this morning that would say, well, we were told we couldn't have children, but eventually we had some. There's never been a virgin who has said, I had a child, but I didn't know a man. Now, there may be some people who will lie to you and say that's the truth, but it's just not. And not only that, ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't just any birth. It wasn't just any man. It was Emmanuel, God with us. Here's the fact. God used a virgin's womb as a vehicle for himself to come among men. 
Think of this for a moment. God gave up the warmth of the eternal light of heaven to be folded in a cozy, dim female womb. The word of God from all eternity who spoke the worlds into existence was, was, was sentenced to nine months in Mary's belly. Infinity, think about this, infiniteness walled in a womb. We were, I'm loving, I'm loving my, my college kids. I call them my college kids because they are. But I gave them a splitting headache last week. Because we, we talked about who God is. But this morning we were able to come back and kind of get some clarity. Because the first thing I said was, I want you to think about all week who God is. Because everything we said last week is not big enough to describe who God is. And I said this to them today, and I, I believe it's true. God does not need us. God does not need us to worship Him. In a sense, in the beginning was God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are self-sufficient within themselves. Think about this for a moment. That concept was confined into a womb. His first earthly taste of this world was a dirt floor and a stable. The first smells that the Lord Jesus' lungs ever took in was probably the smell of the dung in that stable. I'm going to tell you something. I thought about this this morning. I preached another sermon to myself on the way to church. Because the fact of the matter is, that is a picture of what life and sin is without God. It's dirt and stinky and, and, and full of disease. That's the world that Jesus came into. That's why the Bible sometimes it will compare sin to leprosy. What leprosy does to the body, sin has a way of doing to the soul. And Jesus came into the middle of that. He was crushed into the womb of a virgin. It's all so graphic. Why did it have to be that way? Think about this for a moment. Why did it have to be that way? Because God was squeezing eternity into time. Emmanuel, God with us. But let me just go a little farther with that. 
Because although God was squeezing eternity into time through a wound, he released time and eternity through a tomb. Yes. I didn't read that anywhere. God just gave me that one. Think about that for a minute. Just for a little while. Just for a moment. God with us. And then he just released eternity. That day that tomb rolled away. And he walked out. Which is why you and I can celebrate this morning. Because you know what? Because of that, we have eternal life. Through the blessedness of that wound, from his imprisonment, he made us free. Because he took a body. One day you and I will transcend the body. Because he one day took the terrestrial, one day we will take part in the celestial. Listen to this. From the sweet silence of that babe in the womb, I can now sing a new song from my heart, even praise unto our God. This one came to me just a little while ago too. Romans chapter 11. This one don't get you out of your seat. I don't think it will. Oh, the depths and the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. How unfathomable are his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor? Or who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Settled. A child he was, yet had not learned to speak. Who with his words the world before did make. His mother's arms him bare. He was so weak. Who with his hands the vault of heaven could shake. See how small room my infant Lord doth take. Whom all the world is not enough to hold. Who of his years. As of his age hath told. Never such an age so young, never a child so old. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord.